Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast that keeps you informed on all things Loris College. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and today we're going to discuss the Lynch Learning Center and the services available for persons with disabilities and challenges. Joining me for this episode is Lynn Gallagher, the Director of the Lynch Office of Disability Services. And thank you for taking the time to talk to me about the Lynch Learning Center. Well, thank you for having me, Robert. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we're excited to discuss this topic and share this with alumni and the, the Loris community in general. So before we get started on the services offered at Loris, let's learn a little bit more about you. So what is your background and what led you to Loris College? Um, well, my background um, is varied. Um, what a lot of people don't know is I was a stay-at-home mom for 20 years before going back to school to get my master's and my doctorate um, in my mid-40s uh, because life sort of happened to me. And what I thought I was going to do with my life did not end up being um, uh, the plan that, that turned out. So um, prior to Loris, I worked at NICC, so Northeast Iowa Community College. I was a director of a TRIO grant there. Um, and when this uh, opportunity uh became available, I jumped at the chance because while I love my trio students, I just love students with disabilities more. <laughs> All right. And that's, is there anything that sparked your interest specifically in working with individuals with disabilities or with challenges? Well, yep. Um, just about 30 years ago, um, our third child um, had a, um, an incident and uh, became uh, a lifelong disabled person. Um, and so uh, I started in uh, advocacy for children about 30 years ago and worked a lot in the, the K-12 school system, uh, advocating for students and their families, uh, and then just sort of evolved into, um, you know, post-secondary students. So, you know, as I said, I worked at NICC, and some of the students there uh, were students with disabilities, but um, um, just, you know, being able to provide supports and services that make education available to everybody is, is my goal. Okay. Sounds good. So let's turn our attention now actually to the Lynch Learning Center. So what can you tell us just broadly about what the Lynch Learning Center is? Okay. Um, well, um, background just in disability services in the post-secondary arena. Um, every post-secondary educational institution has to provide accommodations to students with disabilities. It's, um, it's uh, mandated by law by the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, and it's a, a process by which um, education is made available um, in other ways to students. So depending on what the, the diagnosis is, they might need certain accommodations to make the education available to them. So for students who um, have trouble with reading, you know, there are certain applications that we use and things like that. So all schools have to provide these services, but Loris goes the extra mile and always has um, from what I have learned over the years. Uh, back in 1986, uh, which was you know, Loris was one of the first schools to offer a, a supported program, a special 
differentiated program to assist students with disabilities. So we were one of the first in the country, not the first, but we were one of the first in the country to offer a program such as that. Um, and since then, the program has sort of evolved and, and things have changed based on, you know, just the demographics of the students who come here, uh, plus, you know, just the way we deliver education is different now than it was back in 1986. So we've had the enhanced program, although it wasn't called the enhanced program the entire time. Uh, we've had the enhanced program since 1986, uh, which provides just another level of support, uh, much more um, services over and above just general accommodations. And then in 2015, uh, Loris was at the forefront once again to, uh, to start the ARCH program. So that's a program that was developed primarily to assist students with autism spectrum disorders. Um, autism spectrum disorders have sort of um, skyrocketed in diagnosis numbers and um, we noticed that the services we were offering and the supports we were offering for students, while they were great for students with learning disabilities, were not so great for students with autism spectrum disorders. So we sort of bifurcated the um, enhanced program and um, created a new program with, with similar but also very different supports uh, for students on the spectrum. We also have supports for students who are not in our program, so just basic accommodations, um, and there's there's a number of students who use those those services as well. Okay, so how does a student then come in uh, and be, become part of these services, or, or how do they utilize the services offered? Um, are they, do they, is it any point where they first come to Dolores? Is it maybe they've been here a couple years and they realize, you know what, I'd this how, how does that how did how are they identified and how do they get into yeah. the, the services? Um, many different ways mm -hmm. um, there are students who who come to Loris and realize once they're here that they're having some difficulties they may never have had difficulties before because the um, the expectations in college are so much higher than they are in in high school uh, so they may be undiagnosed but still have um, you know a, a learning disability of some sort so we work with them to to determine what the best accommodation would be for them. Uh, a lot of students, the majority of the students though, um, have been identified since kindergarten and they seek schools that have supported programs and because Loris has had the program since 1986, we're at the forefront in most of the search engines. Um, we're in a lot of um, um, publications, you know, that list support services for students with disabilities. So there are oftentimes that we meet with families when the students are freshmen in high school and work with them for four years as they're going through the college search and narrowing down where they want to go. Um, so there are some families that we have been working with for four years before they ever get here, and there are some students that we find once they're here. Um, you know, sometimes it, um, uh, it comes out during orientation because there are breakout sessions during orientation about um, a lot of the services that are offered here. And so parents will say, whoa, didn't know that, you know, we could get this in college or didn't know that, you know, these types of supports were available. So anywhere from, you know, years before they ever come to college to they've been here and, and anywhere in between is when we, we find students. We also have students who have acute conditions. So a lot of our student athletes um, we will see as a result of an injury um, you know, it could be a broken arm and they need some assistive technology to take notes. It could be concussions. We see a lot of students with concussions. So um, some of the accommodations for, for students with acute disabilities are a little bit different. Um, so we see those, those folks as well. 
Okay. So um, you had mentioned in your description talking about some of the different services that are offered, um, and specifically the enhanced program. What what does that enhanced program include? That's kind of different than just the basic accommodation services. Okay. Well, um, from the from the very beginning, um, what a lot of students really appreciate is the fact that once they're accepted into our program, and it typically takes place the fall and the spring before they actually arrive here. Um, so <clears throat> we have students in our, you know, in our database. We know they're coming. Um, we actually register them for their first year classes. So we can make sure that, um, for example, if it's a student who takes a medication that takes a while to um, you know, kick in, we make sure they're not in an 8 o'clock class. Uh, for some students that have perhaps ADD who need some downtime before, you know, between classes, we make sure that they don't have back-to-back -back classes. They might have an hour or two break in between classes. Um, so we were able to um, identify some of the needs they have before they even get here. Uh, we also are very careful uh, with our engaging differences class and any of those first year um, required classes like college writing, things like that. We make sure that all of the students in the enhanced program are not in one section um, <clears throat> because that, that tends to happen. Um, organically it's you know like here's a here's a class with a particular professor or what have you so we try to make sure that we don't have you know all of our students in one class um, so that's from the get-go they they're registered by our office before they ever get here then uh, before launch into Loris that all the first years participate in all of our students come in early so they come Wednesday before classes start and then we have about a day and a half of programming it's pretty intense it's evolved over the last few years because the first year we did it you know you could just see the glazed over eyes in the students because we tried to put too much you know information in a day and a half so we get them set up with all of the assistive technology make sure they know where their classes are because that's from what I've found is the number one concern of college students across the United States is the worry that on the first day of class they won't know where their class is. So we actually have them walk to their class. Um, you know, we get them set up with accommodations so that they have everything from the first day. So um, when they start class on Monday, one of the classes they have is ours. So depending on what program they're in, either the enhanced program or the arch program, there is a an academic class associated with that program that starts that first Monday of classes. So um, I teach the intro class for the arch program. Um, one of my colleagues, Miriam Wolf, teaches the intro class for the enhanced program the first semester, and then the second semester is uh, uh, Kathy Weber, another colleague, teaches the second semester class. Um, so, so they have class. It's it's a learning strategies type class, a transition to college class. So we pretty much cover what you would think. You know, learning strategies is what it, it you know what it, it its name is. It's you know uh, how to take notes, how to study for tests, time management, stress management. You know things like that. Um, so those are just the classes. Then they're assigned the three of us. So Mira Wolf, Kathy Weber, and myself are the three advisors in our office. We each have a caseload, and we see our our assigned students once a week for about an hour, kind of like a case manager might have been in high school. Um, and so we help during those meetings with, it could be executive functioning things, prioritization, breaking down assignments into smaller sort of manageable bits. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of effort that first month or so goes into time management because students, when they get to college, have not, for the most part, been expected to 
keep track of where they need to be. Um, in high school, you go at 7 in the morning or so. Um, you go from class to class. You might have a study hall or lunch or what have you, and then you go home. Well, college isn't like that. You know, you might have class Monday morning. You might not have class again until Monday afternoon or Tuesday or what have you. So um, we help students learn um, effective ways and um, um, productive ways to use those pockets of time during the day. So those are, you know, some of the things we do in our weekly meetings. Sometimes we'll help students, you know, tease out a thesis statement for a paper or, you know, or something like that. Um, so those are the weekly meetings. We also have workshops. We have executive functioning group meetings every week. We have a reading for college group every week. Um, we have study tables twice a week that are uh, supervised by upperclassmen. So an opportunity to do your homework, but also have some assistance if, if you need it as well. Um, we also also have tutors available to students if they need tutors. I mean, our, our academic supports here are phenomenal. However, there are some students who need a little bit more, so um, we do hire peer tutors uh, to assist with that as well. We have assistive technology um, that would be available pretty much to anybody. Um, but some students need some assistive technology to read. Um, there are students who, who, who have difficulty or cannot read the printed words, so we have technology that will read their books to them. We have some students who, um, for whatever reason, have difficulty actually writing, so we have technology, um, we have speech-to-text uh, technology where a student would speak into a microphone and then their computer would type what they've said. Um, those are pretty much the supports in the enhanced program. The ARCH program also um, has uh, peer mentors the first two years and uh, faculty or staff mem mentors the second two years. We also have the um, uh, availability if they so desire to have a single room as opposed to sharing a room. Um, and we also have a sensory room enrollment, which is primarily where the students in the arts program live because that's where most of the singles are. But we have a sensory room where they're the only students who have keys to it. Um, and there's comfortable furniture in there. There's a TV. There's a happy light. There's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a heavy bag, um, a mini trampoline, a rice table. So things, it, it's kind of a getaway, a place where students can just sort of chill on their own and not have to be worried about being bothered by somebody else. Sure. So I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Okay. Um, Roughly, how many students do we see come in on a on a I guess on an annual basis? Like oh, okay. how, many, how many students do you kind of um, work with each year? Well, we typically accept fifteen new first year students in the enhanced program and ten in the arch program. Uh, the arch program is designed as a four year program, so um, at this point we have about twenty five students in the arch program. Um, in the enhanced program, it's designed. Um, as a support as the students need it. So there are some students who are in the enhanced program the first year and then they've learned what they've needed to learn and they're able to, to um, navigate just accommodations. We have some students who remain in the enhanced program for two years until they declare their major and then they have an advisor in their department. Um, some students are in the enhanced program the entire time they're here. So those numbers are a little more fluid, um, but we typically have between 40 and 55 students at any given time in the enhanced program. And then we typically have about 50 to 75 students who just use accommodations. Okay. Uh, so recently, uh, I guess we've, we've had a couple of different times that we've gotten some accommodations mm -hmm. and accolades for, for the... Yep. Uh, the Lynch program and actually some of the uh, supports we offer to, to students of, uh, with disabilities or with challenges. And, and most recently, Loris was named one of the top 30 small colleges for students on the autism spectrum. So when those accolades 
come in? What does it mean to you, uh, being so heavily involved with this program? What does it mean to you to, to hear those come in? And well, it's it's great for a number of reasons. Number one, because then Loris's name is known nationally, um, which is great. Um, we're known for, for providing the supports that we have for such a long time. Um, you know, long before I got here, Loris was known for providing supports for students with disabilities, for recognizing the dignity of every individual student. Um, and I think that's really important for other people to know, whether you have a disability or not, that, that the administration and the faculty and the staff here at Loris welcome everyone. Um, and so every time there is some sort of accolade or, or acknowledgement of our programming, um, it, just, it just really cements the fact that Loris is a school where everyone is welcome. So for anybody who's uh, a prospective student or even a current student, are there open houses or events that you host during the year for them to come in and learn more? Mm -hmm. uh, we typically um, uh, see a lot of students during our visit days, and we're starting something new this year that we haven't done in the past. So um, when there's a visit day like Martin Luther King Day or you know any of the other visit days, we'll actually have a presentation in the old headwaters area of the mark um, where everybody can come because usually families will say oh as long as I'm there I'd like to talk to somebody and there might be four or five families and there's just not time to talk to each one individually um, so we we're starting this we also have hosted um, overnights for students so once they're accepted into the program we'll host an overnight where they can come and spend a night in the in the res hall and see if you know if this is a place they can picture themselves for four years they'll sit in on our class things like that um, we also are, are uh, planning some other events typically when we have events evening events especially um, they're open to the public so um, you know we've had a, a film um, premiere here. We had Deej here um, a year and a half ago that was open to the public that really highlighted all of the, the supports here. Um, we have some other things coming up this coming April for Autism Acceptance Month. We typically have events during um, October, which is just Disability Awareness Month. Um, and then we also, um, the last two grant cycles have been awarded, grant, the Lynch Learning Center has been awarded grants by um, Disability Rights Iowa to provide um, educational supports in terms of voting rights of people with disabilities. So there'll be some activities and events coming up between now and November as well um, to help folks um, understand um, how their elected officials are voting, you know, either in their uh, in their state or not. <laughs> All right. So so looking forward, mm -hmm. uh, what's what's on the horizon? What's in, what's the future for the Lynch Learning Center and and Loris in general? Kind of. Um, working with students with disabilities? Uh, well, we have a couple of things in the fire right now. Um, again, for April um, and Autism Awareness Month, we have one of our students, um, and I know she'd be fine with me saying her name on air, one of our students in the ARCH program, uh, one of the students in the original cohort. So our first cohort of ARCH students is graduating this May, and one of the students in that cohort has just published her second book. And so Hope Jacobson um, is going to have a book signing in April. She did with her first book as well, um, Speakers in My head this next book is called Seeking Control if, if you haven't read it yet um, but she will have a book signing in April we also are planning to have a couple of guest speakers um, we also are um, looking at different ways to utilize the space in the mark um, so there's the area on the first floor that that formerly was known as headwaters um, and so we've um, now that 
the writing center and the math lab and our academic success coordinator have moved, um, and that space is sort of empty. Um, we're using it in the meantime um, as sort of a, a study space. We've put up some inspirational disability rights posters. We have um, you know, a coffee maker and microwave with some popcorn and coffee and things like that as a place for students to gather. That's where we're having our, um, uh, one of our newest things I'll add later. Um, but we'd really like to add um, a lot of our books and films that um, are specific to disability. Um, the library is now, um, um, I'm not sure what the word is there, creating a special collection of our disability studies um, books that will be housed in the old Headwaters area as well. Um, we also are the one of the newest, I don't think we're the newest, we're one of the newest chapters of Delta Alpha Pi, which is an honor society for students with disabilities. Our initiation ceremony will be February 12th, um, and that is um, an honor society for students with disabilities who have a GPA of 3.1 or above undergrad or 3.3 they're a graduate student. Um, which is a great opportunity to recognize the academic achievements of students with disabilities because unfortunately most folks don't realize that you know folks with disabilities are every bit as accomplished academically as as everyone else so that's that's one of the things we're really excited about for this year and also we're planning a uh, transition fair for high school students and their parents um, to come and just find out about different supports that are available in the post-secondary arena Okay. And then to circle back real quick, you mentioned Hope Jacobson, her two books. They're both available on Amazon if anybody's interested, Yes, correct? they're both available on Amazon. The second book, Seeking Control, is also, if not uh, not right now, it will be available in the bookstore here as well. Okay, sounds like you got a lot on your plate moving forward this yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Lynn Gallagher, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your expertise with us today and kind of explaining more about what the Lynch Learning Center is and kind of what makes Laura so special with dealing with helping students with disabilities and challenges. Oh, so. it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, I also want to thank Trent Hanselman, uh, the class of 2018, who produced this episode. And thank you to all who listened in to our discussion. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and will join us for the next Do Hawk Digest. Do Hawk Digest.